Hey everybody, welcome to episode 105 of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. My name is Kieran, and I have been metal detecting now for nearly 30 years. So this week, I have bought a new bag for detecting. So let's see what's in my bag. What's in the box? What's in the box? Before we start, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast, and I hope you enjoyed the episode this week. If you want to support the show, there are many options available from the links in the episode notes below. And if you want to interact with me and the show, that information's in there too. But most importantly, if you like this content, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hey everybody. So like I said, this week I bought a new backpack. So I thought I'd share the list of items I carry and why. These are things that, if not on me, are most definitely in my bag. But first, what size of bag and what type of bag you should go for? Well, for me, weight and durability are the most important. But sometimes being durable means being heavy. So you have to search one out and find one that strikes the perfect balance between the durability you require and how light you want it. I like to travel light. So I generally go with a cheap five euro type of bag that holds about 10 to 12 liters, normally made of nylon or polyester or some artificial material. They weigh in around 150 grams and they always have that one main pocket in the middle. I generally like a big bag for large finds that I might find when I'm out and about. And I suppose I expect them to last between one and two years. I mean, I am only paying five, six bucks, five to six bucks for one. And I suppose at that price point, I'm not going for branded bags. I'm not going for the elite metal detecting brands, which if you ask me, 90% of them are just branded bags that you can get from AliExpress with the company logo embroidered on them. And the quality is similar to a five, six euro bag anyways. And I don't go for any of the elite high street brands like Nike or Adidas or any of that stuff. I go for your bog standard, cheapest chips, five to six euro, 10 to 12 liter backpack. I also like to make sure my backpack is brightly colored. I do this because it means I can be seen. Plus, it also means that I can see my bag if I leave it down and decide to grid a certain area. I can keep a good close eye on my bag, even if I am 20, 30 yards away from it. So what do I include in my bag? Starting with the stuff I need on the day. That's generally stuff that needs to be replenished, like food and drink. So I always carry a liter of water. And if I'm feeling fancy, I'll add some electrolytes, especially if it's warm and I'm going to be sweating like a pig out there. And food wise, I'll add a protein bar. I used to go with jellies or Haribo sweets. However, I felt that they gave me a little boost, but a crash straight after, which ended up cutting my hunt short because of the crash. So I got a a little boost, but a big crash afterwards. So now I go for the protein bar. Keeps you light and won't cause a slump afterwards. Up next, because I'm bald as an egg, I always carry some sun cream for obvious reasons. Bald head, skin cancer, sunburn and all that. This coupled with a hat. Now, if the hat's not on my head, it's in the bag. It's a no-brainer, maximum coverage and especially a hat. I have done an episode on hats before and we talk about covering your neck. So especially a hat that has the ability or functionality to cover my neck. Along the lines of a hat, I bring what we call a polysnood in Ireland, or a snood, 
you know, you see a lot of people wearing them now in the era of face masks, so that have their face mask underneath it. In the UK, they call them a buff. We just call them snoods. It's great to protect your neck in the sun, but also handy for cuts because they're absorbent. For sweat, obviously, wiping your sweat off your brow, a hard day on the fields. I have used it, Ale Beyond Berg style headband at times while I'm out detecting um, underneath my hat. It does help keep the sweat from running into your eyes. I do wear it immediately after I put on sunscreen because if I'm sweating and I put on sunscreen and if I don't put on the snood, two things happen. I get sunscreen in my eyes and or my headphones get covered in sunscreen. So I end up putting it on for a few minutes after I put sunscreen on. Anyways, back on track. It's great for breaks. If you happen to break your wrist or your arm, you can make shift a sling out of a snood. You can also tie it tightly around your wrist to support your wrist. But it can also be used as a tourniquet to help stem the flow of blood. So very handy. And I always have it in there. There's a few other uses for them. Keep the wind off your face. Dust as well. And you can use it actually to clean some fines if you find something. If you want to give it a quick wipe down. I do recommend washing them after every hunt. Up next in the bag I have some level of painkillers. Paracetamol normally. And or ibuprofen. I do carry some plasters in a mini first aid kit. This is one of those hobbies that you are going to get scrapes and cuts. So it's always handy to carry a couple of plasters and especially a mini first aid kit in your bag. And I do carry one. Even though you are wearing gloves, right? You still get some cuts and scrapes. The painkillers are for that day. You don't want to go home. You know, you might end up with a headache. You go, okay, I'll take some paracetamol or, or I might oh, sore muscles or something like that. So you need some ibuprofen. Listen, if you need painkillers to hunt, you probably shouldn't be hunting in the first place. But you get the idea. And I actually carry some, along with the mini first aid kit, I carry some hand sanitizer for obvious reasons to deter wheels, disease, any disease that's in poop, basically, because you're digging around and essentially poop half the time. And alcohol then to clean some wounds. Now, you can use the alcohol to hand sanitize as well, but I generally like to have a small hand sanitizer bottle and a small bottle of alcohol just to help clean some cuts and stuff if I need to. So that's kind of the medical side of things. And then we get into the electronic side of stuff. In this day and age, one of the most important pieces of equipment to carry around with you in your backpack is a battery bank with the relevant charging cables for your equipment, like your wireless headphones, your pin pointer, your detector, your mobile phone. You need something, I have talked about these before as well, but you need something north of about 10,000 milliamp hours of your batteries. This should be enough to give your wireless headphones a quick charge while you're taking a break. Or make sure your mobile phone is charged up in a case of emergency. I'd recommend you wrap it up in a bag. Take an old freezer bag and just wrap it up. Generally, I would use this while I'm taking a break. Just I've just plugged my wireless headphones in because they're normally the first to take a dump on a, on a hunt. And actually, I found my knock the macro pulse dive now is not lasting a full hunt. So I generally plug that in as well for a quick, quick 20 minutes while I'm having a quick break. It does help. It does give you an extra hour or two on the hunt. So very much worth it. And very valuable in a case of emergency where you need to keep your mobile phone on you and you need to keep yourself contactable to the wider world. Up next, I just mentioned it, your mobile phone. I always carry my mobile phone with me. I have an older mobile phone that sometimes I bring that out instead of my newer one just to make sure I keep my newer one good, I suppose. Essential for emergencies. If you think about it, you're contactable. You can ring somebody if you're in cell coverage, which 99% of the country is now in, in cell coverage. 
It's also handy. I don't know if people realize this, but it's also handy if you do actually find something of importance, like a hoard or something of archaeological importance. It's very handy to take the GPS coordinates, take some photos of the site, and so you can actually return back there to point the authorities to the correct location of the site. Other piece of electronics I do bring, which I bring it just because of content creation, is my GoPro. I'll bring this just in case I do find something good and I can take some pictures and get a little bit of video that I can use in social media. I actually recommend everybody brings a GoPro with them or something like that, that they can actually get a few pictures. If you're not going to use your phone, use a GoPro. Another piece of electronics that has saved my ass twice already in the last six months, I would think, is a set of wired headphones for your detector. Because you never know when your wireless set is going to shit the bed, (laughs) basically. The batteries in your wireless headphones are generally very small. I'm taking a number out of the top of my head, uh, 2,000 milliamp hours. You should get about eight hours hunting out of a, a wireless set of headphones. However, as they get older, the battery degrades. That hunting time gets cut shorter and shorter. I think I'm generally getting around four hours now out of my set. Hence, I bring the battery charger, plug it in to charge them up while I'm taking a break. But I've been caught twice in the last six months where the headphones had completely died. And I either, now I need to either get a new set or I just bring a wired set with me and I change over to the wired set. To be honest, in some situations, I do prefer the wired set. But very handy to have. It doesn't have to be a big set of cost headphones. If you're, use, if you're going to use an inner ear set of headphones, which, to be honest, if you're traveling light, I would recommend having that in your bag. But if you're going to use them, make sure you have the adapter for your detector because generally your detector will take a quarter-inch jack socket while normally your inner ear set will take a, a 3.5 millimeters. <laughs> I'm mixing up uh, measuring systems here. But uh, yeah, generally that's the way it works. So make sure you bring an adapter if you're bringing the inner ear set. Something I also bring, full disclosure, my... I don't have it here in front of me, but my battery bank, I think, is 22,000 milliamp hours. But it has a inbuilt LED light in it, which is incredibly handy if you need it. It also has a LED light mode function, so I can just press and hold it and it will go into flash mode. It'll start flashing, which I'm sure would be handy in a case of emergency and somebody's trying to locate me. Never had to use it, but it's there. But back to my point, if... Your battery bank doesn't have an inbuilt light onto it. Bring yourself a little, either a little head torch that can be charged up or can take a battery. Potentially, I would say go with an extent one that has it can take an AA battery. That way you can carry a couple of AA batteries with you as well and maintain that you have a light in case of emergency. But you get the idea. Make sure you have a light, a rechargeable one or something that can take an external uh, battery. That's all the electronics side of things. Um, We're getting to the finds categories now. I do bring a finds box for my valuable finds so I don't lose them. I have lost some great finds in the past because I just threw them into into a separate pouch in my finds pouch that hangs around my waist. But in the last couple of years, I've taken to putting in anything I find that I think may be valuable into my finds box inside my bag. Very handy. A squirty bottle of water. I've used it once or twice. Dead handy to give a coin or a find a quick clean. To be honest, nine times out of ten, I forget to use it. and I've already rubbed the thing in my leg. But yeah, I have it in there. 
I'd recommend going for a brightly colored one. I have a big pink one that I robbed out of my wife's travel lotion bottle thing set. She doesn't know. She doesn't listen. So we're, we're going to get away with that one. But uh, yeah, a big pink one. I have well, a lot of big pink one. It holds about 100 mils. Handy. I forget to use it half the time. It's in my bag if I need it. And if I do think of using it. Something that you could use with the squirty bottle is a soft toothbrush for cleaning your finds. I know a lot of people will carry the squirty bottle and the toothbrush in their finds pouch. I just find that too much of a faff. Get in the way. I like to just put my finds in my finds pouch. I have tried the leg thing um, on my side with the toothbrush in there. It's fine. I like to have everything in one place. And if I need it, I can go get it. And otherwise, I don't want to get in the way of me putting stuff or taking stuff out of my finds pouch. Something else in the finds category that you may find unusual. I suppose people will know. I carry a little square of tin file with me. And this is just because curiosity will kill the cat when I'm out hunting. And if I find something that I may suspect to be silver, I will get so excited that I'll have to go home and check it, <laughs> basically. So what I've taken to doing is bringing a little four inch, 10 centimeters square piece of tin foil. Actually, it's aluminium foil. I shouldn't say tin foil. Tin foil is a brand, but aluminium foil. And I just have that in my bag, just floats around in the bag, generally in my finds box, actually. And if I do find something silver, I do the spit test on it. I spit on the find, wrap it up in tin foil. If it sizzles and heats up, I know it's silver. And then my curiosity is satisfied and I can get on with my hunt. Needs must. Another thing I carry around in my bag, I do generally have one in my finds pouch, as I contradict myself about having stuff in my finds pouch. But this doesn't take up much space. It's a um, chopstick. I know I talked about chopsticks before. But something would generally, if you find something and you dig out a clod and you see a edge of a coin sticking out, don't take a shovel and try and cut the sod in half. Take a chopstick or a piece of wood or a piece of plastic and just pop it out. It saves all those times, all that pain of where you nicked the coin or the find with your spade because one, you thought, one, you misjudged the size of it, which can happen, or two, you were just so excited that you couldn't control yourself and just jabbed into the side of it we've all done it we're all guilty so i generally if i see something good and it's stuck in the side of the hole or in the side of the clod as i dig it out and i suspect it may be something that's good i take my wooden chopstick to it i know weird another thing i take and you may be surprised at this it's in my bag i have a small four inch steel ruler allows me to do two things Again, if I'm taking a picture of a hole or a site or a find even that I found in situ, I can put this ruler down beside it and get an idea of scale. But also, again, in the curiosity kill the cat sort of vein, if I find a coin and it's not very clearly identifiable, I can measure the coin and sort of look at it and go, oh, that's 22 millimeters or that's just shy of an inch. So that's potentially this sort of a coin. Or it just gives you some more information to help you identify the coin. Better than using a banana for scale. <laughs> Another thing I do take is a plastic garbage bag, the big black type. I have two uses for it. One, if I'm gathering up a bit of rubbish as I go along, I can just throw them into that bag, take it home, dump it into the garbage bin or the trash bin. Two, if it starts to rain, I can produce a makeshift poncho out of it. We all know how to do that. Cut a hole in the arse of it and stick your head through it and stick your arms out the side. Bingo, bango. It can save you from having a wet back as you rush back to your car. 
or it can save your day by allowing you to keep hunting while it rains, especially if it's only a shower. Something else I carry, which I don't actually think a lot of people will carry. So along the lines of the chopstick situation, I carry with me a roll of electrical tape. There's nothing that can't be fixed with a length of electrical tape. In fact, if you're using wired headphones, you might get a loose connection. You might get a dodgy connection on your coil. Bring some electrical tape. It's small. It can help in that situation. It can also help if you get a serious cut to form a tourniquet. You can use it so many ways and very handy to have in your backpack. Moving on, I do carry some spare gloves just in case I get one set wet. They're small and light and they're not going to take up much space. But incredibly handy to have when you need them. Don't worry, we're on the home stretch there now. Only seven more things I might carry in my backpack. Okay, up next, I, I'm going to call it a pen knife, but actually, in reality, what I carry is one of those credit card type multi-tools. It has a sharp blade in it, small little wrench on it, small little ruler on it as well, bottle opener, a sharp pokey thing, the whole lot. Very handy. But if you can't get one of them, carry a pen knife. Super handy. Now, something I carry with me all the time, and I'd recommend everybody carry something like this, is a notepad and pencil. I particularly like the Field Notes brand of notepads. They're tiny little, small little notepads, super small, easy to fit in your pocket. And I tie it all up with an elastic band, which is also super handy when you need it, and a pencil. I generally keep that in my pocket anyways. But if I'm going for a hunt, that gets transferred from my pocket into my backpack. So super handy. Up next, wipes, hand wipes, sanitary wipes, whatever you call them, cleaning wipes for cleaning stuff, wipes. I generally bring wipes, full disclosure, to wipe my arse. If I ever get caught short in the field, I would bring some wipes to wipe my ass. I have never had to use them, but there's nothing worse than thinking about it. <laughs> what am I going to do? But it's a real safety net to have them in your bag. I use them generally for cleaning fines or cleaning my hands, blah, blah, blah. You know the score. Uh, but they are there specifically for the adventure of does a bear shit in the woods <laughs> basically um, moving quickly on paracord any sort of string twine rope whatever i like the paracord bracelets with the little catch on them they're very handy i have geez, i've got three or four of them that i i would wear on occasion uh, i definitely wear one if i'm going out for the day detecting super handy if i need to tie something up or secure something or put a handle on something make a tourniquet Next thing, I've had this in my bag and I'm thinking of taking it out because simple reason, I haven't figured out how to use it. Went mad trying to get it to work. Maybe it's just a crap one, but I could never get it working. So I'm getting rid of the flint and steel and I'm replacing it with a lighter. <laughs> a normal Bic lighter, super handy. If you're stranded in a field, up a mountain, in a woods, you need to light a fire. I'd be more successful if I had a Bic lighter rather than a flint and steel. Something else I do carry, it's in my mini medical kit, and that's a safety pin. You never know when you need it. Obvious reasons, your fly might break open, you might have to close your fly. And I suppose that's it, really. I know a lot of this stuff is super practical and super, super obvious, but this is what I carry in my backpack, and it is very much different than my finds pouch. In there, I got my, obviously, I got my pinpointer and digging tool. I only carry this backpack if I'm going off for a trek for the day or if I'm gone for four or five hours in an area that I'm not familiar with. Nine times out of ten, I bring it with me. And if it's on a field, I leave it at the entrance of the field and I can walk back to it if I need it. 
hence the bright color like i said at the start so listen yeah so generally that's my backpack i give a quick roundup right i bring some food and drink which is a, a one liter water bottle with some electrolytes a protein bar uh some sunscreen a hat a poly snood paracetamol painkillers plasters all in a mini first aid kit on the electronic side then i bring a battery bank which is super important with all the charging cables for any equipment i bring with me i bring my phone then as well in case of emergencies a gopro for some content uh wired headphones in case my wireless ones crap out a chargeable led light a fines box squirty bottle of water a soft toothbrush a tin file or aluminum square as my makeshift silver detector uh, some chopsticks a small steel ruler plastic bag a garbage bag electrical tape spare gloves a pen knife or a multi-tool no pad and pencil wipes power cord a lighter safety pin which like i said is in my my mini first aid kit and that's pretty much it the secret is travel light you can get mini versions of all this stuff and putting it all together shouldn't weigh more than 100 grams apart from the water and the bar take that out of the situation but everything else should be very light and easy for you to carry on your back as you trek around you shouldn't even notice your backpack on your back if you're doing it right so that's my backpack let me know what's in your backpack or let me know if i'm after missing out on something obvious this list of backpack content suits my needs in my environment of ireland the mildest dampest part of the world so hence my backpack has contents that are mild in the extreme that's it thanks for listening to this week's episode and we will chat to you all again next week that's it for this week i hope you like this episode of the metal detecting show podcast check out our website www.themetaldetectingshow.com for this episode show notes check out our patreon page if you want to help the podcast stay alive if you'd like to leave me a voicemail, please do so on speakpipe.com forward slash show. The link is in the show notes. If you feel like taking your appreciation to the next level, feel free to leave me a positive review on any podcast directory of your choice. If you like this content and would like more, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Once again, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will chat to you all again next week. Get out there, eyes down, good luck and happy hunting. <laughs>